You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. We are glad you stayed with us over the break. I just want to highlight one more time as we wrapped up our conversation with Amy Klein of the Jeremiah Program that you can visit jeremiahprogram.org and click on the Our Communities tab at the top in the navigation bar and find the Fargo community. And that is where, if you scroll down about halfway, you can find more information about the Journey for Hope Gala that is coming up on April 8th. And again, we, we can't say enough how important it is to support organizations like these because they serve a great need in our community. John, you had found a stat that said that last year alone in, in 2021, they served yeah. 200 moms yeah. and children. You know, another stat that I found was that 51% of the single mothers actually live at the poverty level. Wow. If they're not a single mother, it's something like 9 to 10%. Wow. So there's a need. And 200 people in just in the Fargo-Moorhead area... Um, the mothers and kids are. Uh, this is a this program that's worth getting behind and and supporting for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So be sure to check that out. And again, if you've missed any of Real Presence Live this morning, you can find the podcast later today on realpresenceradio.com, also available on the Real Presence Radio app. Well, I'm excited for our next interview, John. Yes, because yes. Uh, we have some wonderful young adults who are in studio with us. They are part of the National Equestrian Team. They love horses. Ho- no. It's not horses? Is that the wrong one? Okay, wait a minute. It's not horses. Eli, what are you, what are you feeding us over here? <laughs> All right, Eli, board up, man. All right, no, I'm just kidding. They're a part of the National Evangelization Team. NET is what it is called, and uh, they're going to tell us more about it. So we've got Josh with us, we've got Charlotte with us, and we've got Thomas with us. Thanks so much for being on with us this morning. Thank you so much. So, for those who have never heard about NET, uh, Thomas, maybe you could tell us a little bit about what is NET and and why should it matter to us. So, this is actually something that we do at the beginning of every retreat. It's just kind of like explaining like what NET stands for, like what we do. Um, So, like the word NET is actually an acronym. Um, So, the first letter, the N, stands for national. So, I mean, we already told you we're from kind of all over the country. there's a bunch of, there's seven other people on our team from all over the place. Um, and we go all over doing retreats, which leads into like the E, which is evangelization. So we do retreats for middle schoolers, high schoolers, sometimes both together. Um, just kind of get to teach about the gospel and how to kind of live it out in everyday life um, and apply it to just, yeah, your life. And the last one is T, which stands for team. And like I said, we're on a team of young people, 10 of us. And there's 13 other teams in the U.S. and one in Scotland that are doing pretty much the same thing as us in different parts of the country. That's amazing. And, you know, you said across the country. And so I want to talk a little bit about how each of you got into NET. Um, We've got Thomas and Josh. You guys are upper Midwest. But uh, Charlotte, let's start with you because you're not from around here, these parts. You're from Alabama. Yes. So talk about your journey and your discernment that uh, you wanted to become a NET missionary. Yeah, so I first uh, did net out of high school. Um, I was kind of discerning, okay, what am I going to do when I graduate? And um, net came up. Um, A friend had mentioned it to me, but also my mom knew about it. Um, And so we we looked it up. I'd never been on a net retreat before. Hadn't really heard of it until then. And after, like, reading more about the ministry, like, wanted to apply and went to an interview. And I just had a lot of, a lot of peace about it and was really excited to be able to travel across the country in a van to tell people about Jesus. So 
That's awesome. And, you know, we were talking jokingly about the cold. Uh, but, you know, what I love about, you know, your experience so far is that you find the good things when it's 25 below out. Tell us about your, your favorite part of being in North Dakota so far. Oh, well, I think the snow has been pretty fun. Um, but also the sunrise today was amazing. And that was just so beautiful to see. So, yeah, God just blesses us so abundantly, and we just never know what we're going to experience. Josh, uh, tell us a little bit about your journey and how you wanted to become a net ministry. Yeah, so I grew up around net. Um, so uh, my family started hosting netters when I was probably about in middle school. Um, so it was always, that was always kind of on my mind, but um, I, di- I did a different ministry right out of high school, and then I was just like kind of living my life, going to college, um, working, and I was like, net's not really for me anymore. Um, but it's like, Later this last year, I just encountered like a real like calling to learn how to live out the gospel. Uh, realizing that like oh, I could serve, I could pray, but like I had this lack in my life of being able to live out and speak about the Lord, and that was like a really a detriment to my relationship with Him. Um, I, I think that's a key point. I mean, how many of us really know? I, I mean, I've had to learn this just in the past, you know, five seven years about how to talk about my faith, and so to be able to be a part of an organization and and share that gospel message and learn how to do that, how do you think that's going to set you up for success as you go about the rest of your life? Hmm. I think it's like really just like realizing what's most important. Like it, when I talk about the Lord, I it's like it's my greatest joy. Like as I've come to this year, as I've learned how to do it, it's become like. It's not just like, okay, like, it's kind of a side thing I like to talk about. But no, it's that thing I like to talk about most. Like, how that, like, in itself has helped me love the Lord more and, like, make Him the center of my life in all things. Mm -hmm. It's not just like, okay, I go up front and I preach this pretty message. But no, it's in everyday life Mm -hmm. that I seek and I'm able to, like, talk about the goodness of the Lord. Mm -hmm. That's that's wonderful. That is beautiful. Tom, Tom, tell us a little bit about your, your journey and how you joined the NET team. Yeah, so I've kind of been around net my whole life, too. Like, Josh, um, my dad did net, like, back in the late 90s, and then was a youth minister for a while after that, so my family would host net teams, like, as long as I can remember, just for, like, a couple nights, and they'd be doing a retreat in the area. And I remember seeing um, how happy net missionaries were to be doing, like, just, like, regular small work, which kind of blew my mind, because I was not the kind of person that liked to do work without, you know, unless it was, like, needed, and so I remember seeing that and thinking, I want that. Like, I want to be happy for no reason. Um, and so I knew that I wanted to do that from, like, seventh grade. And then I actually joined that last year and did a year on the road. Um, and basically at the end of it, decided I haven't learned everything I need to learn. So I came back for another year, and it's been great so far. So follow up to that. You said that you, you did net for a year. Mm-hmm. What's the time commitment? It's it's pretty significant, isn't it, Tom? So a, a year is like the basic one. Um, and then usually like a little under like a third, between a quarter and a third of one year's missionaries will come back the next year for a second year. So I think there was 150 missionaries last year and about 40 of them came back mm-hmm. again this year. That is a uh, quite the answer to the Lord's request of being a missionary, right? You're, you're giving up um, a year of your, your life, right, to, to go and, and be on mission across the country, which is really exciting. But, Charlotte, was it kind of a big step to say, all right, let's, let's go, let's do this? Um, in a way, yes. Um, but I always um, wanted to be a missionary since I was really young. And um, doing it the first time after high school was amazing. And then this is also my second year. Hmm. Um, so I took a, a couple years break and came back and 
it's it's definitely exciting and it's quite an adventure so that's awesome josh talk about your experience with the kids you know what do you find gives you the most joy as you go on these different retreats and visit the different parishes throughout the u.s Hmm. i love to be able to like explain the gospel well like so they can understand particularly like I love being able to pray with the youth because many of them, like, they're suffering with, like, they all have things they're dealing with, particularly when you're able to, like, bring them to the Lord and they're able to encounter the Lord. Like, there's, been, there's a couple of particular times, but just in general, when they're just able to be, like, free, like, to encounter real and true and a radical love, to know that they are loved, to know that they are good, and to be set free by that. So, Josh, when you, you go in and, and you do your evangelization, how much time do you have... Um, after introducing yourself and, and explaining and, and praising and, and evangelizing, do you have pers- time for personal interaction with the students? Um, how much time do you spend in, at each one of these locations? Um, so often we'll have we'll have a retreat that's about it's our average time is about six hours, um, and they'll be usually often there for a day or two. But mainly it's that in that six hour time we get to interact with the youth. Okay, great, Thomas. When you guys work with these students, what, what ages are you working with? And are they taking time off of school to come? How does that all work? So it kind of depends on if we're doing a parish retreat or a school retreat. Oftentimes during the week, we'll do school retreats for like whatever the local Catholic school is. And a lot of times it just kind of takes up their school day. And so our retreat will be like 830 to 2.30 or however long their school day is. But parish retreats are usually like on our weekend retreats, and those kind of vary for how long they are because they can be anywhere from like four hours to like nine. And those are usually like the public school kids that go to church like at that parish and aren't able to like leave school to go to a retreat because they have to be in school. Um, and the retreats just kind of depends on like what the youth minister or like the person we're in contact with at that place decides. So like sometimes we'll have a middle school retreat, sixth to eighth grade, sometimes it's high school, and then sometimes... If it's like usually, if it's like a little bit of a smaller parish, it'll be both middle school and high school together. And how? What's the difference between the the school retreats and the parish retreats? Is is there a difference, or in, as, in how the message is shared? As far as like structure goes, not really. They're pretty similar. It's mostly just that's kind of what decides when the retreat is going to be. Um, and also, like, there's different themes for each retreat that we are kind of picked beforehand by. Uh, the youth minister or the person we're in contact with, there's like um, a list of a bunch of the different themes that we have and they'll pick like which theme they think is going to fit in best for their kids because they're going to know them better than anyone else's. I have a question about just the structure of it because coming from all over the United States, um, you did, did you mention that there is, uh, Charlotte, there, is there seven people on the team that's traveling with you? There's ten total, yeah. Ten. Mm-hmm. And, and how, do they, how, do they get, um, how do they get together? I mean, how, who assigns and... How do you find each other? Yeah, we go to St. Paul, Minnesota for about a month of training. And so um, they put together teams then, and that's when we get all of our practical ministry training and learn how to do this. So, Thomas, something you said was really interesting. You <coughs> talked about determining the theme with the youth minister in the particular area or parish. You know, are there themes that you guys are prepared for, or are there themes that come up where you just have to like take them to prayer and, and figure out how you want to present on them? How does that work? So at the beginning of our like school year is basically how long the net commitment is in like August or September, we're each assigned a different talk. And so that talk is the talk that goes with each theme. So like for example, one of the themes is strength in numbers. 
And there's one person on our team that's assigned that talk and another person that's assigned it as their secondary talk just in case, like, the first person is sick or has a day off or something. And their job is to get that talk complete so that they can give that talk at the retreat. And it's kind of the same for each different theme. Each person has a different talk that they're assigned for each theme. Oh, that's fantastic. If you're just tuning in, we're visiting with Josh, Charlotte, and Thomas of the National Evangelization evangelization team otherwise known as net net team members who are actually in the fargo area for a particular retreat today we're going to take a quick break and continue our conversation after this getting into more of the themes and the messages that are shared uh at the different retreats so stay with us real presence live continues right after this Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management's properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. For questions, Rose Management can be reached at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. We are visiting with Josh and Thomas and Charlotte of the NET ministry team. And uh, they go around the country and give retreats to youth, sharing the gospel message. The E stands for evangelize. So they're, they're living their lives as witnesses to Christ and traveling around and sharing that beautiful message. And so thanks again for staying with us over the break. So <clears throat> I've got a question because uh, John brought this up, and I'm curious. I'm afraid to ask it. <laughs> you no, mentioned that uh, you get in a van and you drive across the country. Um, who plans... To visit North Dakota in January. (laughs) Yep, that is the scheduling office, like, deals with all of it, and we don't have a say. Is 
and the scheduling office would be in St. Paul, right? So they're yes. aware of the weather and the. If I was from Alabama, though, quite honestly, I don't know if I'd want to come up here in the summer. It's probably a lot like Alabama. You're experiencing something that you probably haven't, or maybe to a limited degree. Yeah, this is the farthest north I've been in the country, so it's pretty exciting. The other question I have, before we get into some deeper things, is the van, right? Who drives the van? Not me. (laughs) Now, is that because you have tried driving the van and the teammates are like, nope? Well, that's probably what would have happened, but no. Um, at the beginning of the year, before you're on teams, actually, they ask, are you interested in being one of the drivers on your team? And I said, no. Okay. For the safety of everyone. <laughs> that, that's great. So, so Josh, you a driver? Yeah. So we, uh, I'm a driver, and then we have four other people besides me who drive. So we rotate in and out. So they've set limits on how much we can drive. So we okay. can drive two to two and a half hours at a time, then we switch out. So Thomas, you must have to get out and... Fill the gas and do all the other tasks. No? No, not even What's, that. How's he getting away with all this? Are you driving? I do drive. You drive. Yes. Okay. Wow. Did you drive up here? I did. Awesome. How was it? It was good. Yeah. When did you arrive? Um, In North Dakota about a week ago. Okay. Yeah. So I'm trying to think back what the weather was like. People didn't yeah, we would have been right in like the 30s at that point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that oh, was yeah. our, that was our, like, we call it our January thaw. And then we head back into the rest of the winter. So anyway, uh, we're visiting with Josh and Charlotte and Thomas of the Net Ministry team. And, uh, you know, we were talking about their calling and how they answered the Lord's call to go on mission. And, uh, a couple of them have done it. Josh, have you done it a couple of years? Or is this your first year? This is my first year. Your first year. Um, Charlotte, this is your second year. Yes. And Thomas, this is your second year as well. Um, and Thomas, you were talking about themes, you know, and how you guys are each assigned a talk at the beginning of the year that you're responsible for giving throughout the, uh, retreat season. And so I'd be curious to know, because each of you probably have a different talk, you know, tell us a little bit about your theme and your talk and, uh, and a little bit of a message that can come for that for our listeners who are listening this morning. Josh, let's start with you. Yeah, so my talk is called Anchored in Hope. So it's all about suffering. Um, so I really love this talk because it's very near to my own story that like that the Lord doesn't just like leave us in suffering, but it also does always just like take it away. Like, but he first comes and encounters us with suffering and then he has a message for ho- of hope for us. So like that re- reality that the Lord wants to come and be near to us in our suffering it is so powerful and so present, but like I carried that so real in my own life, that in my times of need, that the Lord came near to me the most, and that's when I grew the most. That's when I encountered the Lord. So that, like the the message of anchored in hope, is that the Lord wants to be with us. Like the Lord wants to set us free. The Lord wants us to be joyful and happy, even in the midst of suffering. Sometimes you need suffering to recognize the joy, right? Yeah, that's, the, that's, that's how you get joyful is by suffering. Mm-hmm. Thomas, how about you? Yeah, so my talk is called Fully Alive, and it's basically exactly what it sounds like. Um, just kind of finding the difference between like uh, happiness that is only um, finite with the things of the world, and the difference between that and true joy that comes from the Father. And my favorite thing about it is just that I feel like a lot of it, kind of like all the talks, but a lot of it, I know how to apply it to the daily life of these kids, because it kind of shows like a lot of the things that this world things are important like whether it's sports or like movies and stuff like that none of them are really like necessarily a bad thing unless too much is put into them because they can like bring you happiness but the happiness only lasts so long as you're still doing that thing and whereas with the father like once you have accepted him and love him like he's not going to let you down he's not going to just take your happiness away 
as soon as you're done. Like, he's going to love you forever, and again, he wants to give you his joy. And so, um, yeah, just, I love being able to show kids that to be a good Catholic, you don't have to, you know, give up literally everything. Like, you can still uh, be kind of um, not looked down upon by everyone else and still be, like, a really good Catholic. Um, and just showing them that a lot of things that are that seem to be important aren't necessarily the most important thing, mm-hmm. and that they can still be happy. Or at that age, too. I mean, that's uh, that's a powerful message, I bet. Just mm-hmm. to, you know, it'd be interesting to see the light, you know, light bulbs turn on. Like, you know, that's that's true. You know, mm-hmm. you catch yourself falling into that that pattern of, of priorities being misarranged. Absolutely. How about you, Charlotte? Yeah, my theme uh, talk is called righteousness, and it's basically just about Jesus. So it's it's really amazing. Um, I love getting to talk about it. Um, it's really focused on Romans five eight. It says God proves His love for us, and that while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us, and talking about the fact that we owed a debt because of our sin, and like in Romans 6.23, it says, the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life. So, we owed a debt that we couldn't pay, but God paid a debt that he didn't owe um, to rescue us from sin and give us new life and give us forgiveness, and he proves his love for us in this. So, that's really amazing, and... um, Love getting to talk about it. It's it's kind of just the basics of the gospel, but it's amazing. Do you see the uh, just a brightening in the in the kids that you are giving retreat to? Like when they hear that message, do, do you do you see them have that encounter with the Holy Spirit and recognize they're loved? Sometimes, and it's especially like uh, it can be kind of a heavy topic because it like addresses like yeah we deserve death because of sin but like jesus gives us life and sometimes you can see that their eyes getting wider and they they get pretty serious like Mm. during that talk and um it's really neat to see and i just pray that um the gospel falls upon like good soil in their hearts Mm -hmm. that they will continue to understand the love of god for them that's wonderful okay so we have about a minute left so 20 seconds each what message would you want to leave with our listeners this morning josh live out the gospel like really, truly, and radically live out the gospel. Speak about the Lord. Like, who do you love that you never speak about? What do you care about that you never talk about? Mm-hmm. Like, if you love the Lord and seek to love the Lord, we must speak about Him. Thomas, um, think about what you find important. Because if it's not what God is telling you is important, then chances are it's probably not going to be the most important thing. And I think even like those of us that are the most seasoned Catholics are probably holding on to something that they don't need to be holding on to. And Charlotte, um, I would just talk about like jesus like wants to be a part of our life and he knows all of our needs and will take care of us no matter what and he's a good father so um trust him with everything and give everything to him and he's working all things together for good Mm. thank you so much all of you for being on with us this morning this is fantastic uh please if you're listening this morning keep these young people in your prayers they they are giving up their lives to serve and live out the gospel message and uh you know, uh, depending on who's driving, you know, they, they might need a few extra prayers. But, you know, uh, no, please keep them in your prayers because what they're doing is so amazing and so needed, especially mm-hmm. among our youth. So thanks again, everyone, for being on thank with you. us this morning. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having us. All right, we are at the end of the show, but I think this is, 
I really enjoy this part. We get to go to uh, Eli, the board op guy, and find out what's coming up tomorrow on Real Presence Live. Hey, thanks, Brandon. Great show today. Got another good one coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, here on the Real Presence Radio Network. That'll be hosted by Father Jason Leffer and Father James Gross, coming to you live from our Grand Fork Studios. They'll visit with Nancy Gord. She'll talk about literature and the importance of prayer and community. Then at 9.30 Central, get your questions ready for Straight Talk with Father James Gross and Father Jason Leffer. Plus, Sarah Dudley and Katie Meyer will tell us about their roles in Catholic education. All that and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Right back to you. Hey, do you like your new uh, title that I gave you, Eli, the board up guy? Oh, yeah, it's great. I'm going to put it on all my business cards. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. Thanks, Eli. Yep. All right, John, a couple minutes left here. Uh, let's start with you. Right. Takeaways from uh, the show today. All right. Uh, the whole show is fantastic. I, I, I That's list- cheating. I listen to, I'm trying to keep this under two minutes. <laughs> I, I listen to what, they're, uh, what these young people's uh, messages. And, and in Thomas's description, he... I started thinking about Dr. Foley saying contempt for the world, right? Yeah. Remember when he said that? That's kind of what Thomas is talking about, you know? Have, you know, be materialistic to the point that you don't let it consume you. Um, you know, the fact that Josh talks about, hey, listen, if, if you love somebody, you want to talk about them. So why are, if we really love Jesus, why are we afraid to talk about them? I thought that was a very powerful message. And of course, the reliance on Jesus, plain and simple, and being able to to really offer yourself to him and understand that he loves you and he's there for you. So I'm going to take away those messages from the show. Yeah. You know, I also really liked that, uh, that idea of contempt for the world as a virtue and not, not it being hatred and not rejecting it, but seeing it as it truly is mm-hmm. and, and engaging it in, engaging in it in an accurate way. That's such a challenge for me. You know, I, we, we need to be in the world, but not of the world. And so the, the, the gospel message there, living out the gospel message within that um, and, and thinking about that is really good. And I would also say, uh, Josh, your message, because I've gone through so much stuff in my life as well, is that the Lord is near to us in suffering, that that it he's not only near to us, but it also has meaning, you know, and there's a, there's a great gift in suffering. And sometimes we're so close to it that we can't see it, but it really does have meaning and the Lord will never abandon us. And I really just want to call that out right now like if there's anybody out there who is suffering in any way is struggling with anything the lord is near to you the lord loves you the lord will never leave you you're his beloved son and his beloved daughter so take that with you ponder that today and if you missed any of the program be sure to check out the podcast that'll be up later today on realpresenceradio.com also available on the real presence radio app thanks so much for being with us this morning yes It's been a great show. We look forward to being with you again next month. And stay tuned for more great programming here on Real Presence Radio. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence radio network.